0: Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 85 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Walgren. I am joined by my co-host, Derek Rusnick. And we are here to have a beautiful Fantasy Football Friday. Oh, yeah. Bonjour, folks. Oh, and Derek is trying to make it a French Fantasy Football Friday. Let's see how alliterative we could be. Maybe it's I'm a so French Friday Fantasy Fox Football Friday. <laughs> so
1: French Fantasy Football. Um,
0: I think that we would be talking about how Mbappe or Messi might be scoring goals for PSG if that was the case. However, that is not our area of expertise. We're going to stick with uh, American fantasy football as we do today's episode. Of course, we're going to go ahead and go through a couple of fantasy leagues that we're in. We're going to go through some of our reactions to... The players and how they performed in week seven. We're going to take some matchup questions going into week eight, and then we're doing sleepers a little bit different this week. We have a sleeper at every position, so it will be exciting and interesting to see exactly how that turns out. So, first things first, uh, as always, we usually like to talk about the Guillotine League, where the lowest score goes home every week. This week, It was not me. Uh, Sean and I are still alive in that league. And if you were to look at their points, you might be surprised. But uh, when you get a minus one from the Bears, you get only seven points from a usually dominant Mark Andrews. Um, They had to play Brandon Cooks and Ronald Jones because of injuries. It it just didn't work out. It did not work out for uh, that player this week. And so, of course, all of his players are cut and put back to the pool. So I'm, I'm just happy to stay alive another week. I'm not really sure how I feel about this coming week. Obviously, the Raiders and Ravens are on buys. I don't really have a ton of them. But I did get Devontae Adams the week before when I spent all of my FOB money on him. And so, uh, with him being likely out, or well, I guess we will know by the time this airs if he played or not. But I'm assuming that I did not get to play Devonte Adams at this point, as we record in advance on this section. So, that is the Guillotine League, and the other league that we like to talk about on this podcast uh, is the Podcast League that we join, and we actually got our first w this past week as we beat the first issue club they are a podcast that talks about comic books so if you like comics hence the first issue uh they are podcasts i would definitely recommend checking out uh it was a little unfortunate for them i think that they missed uh, some injury news right before game time on some of theirs as they ended up accidentally leaving saquon in They also had the Ravens defense, which put up a minus four in that league as they got blown out by Cincinnati. But Jameis Winston made it really close at the end. Uh, I believe we only won that game by half a point, Derek. So, well, there you uh, go. I'm very happy to win. And uh, the other league that I've talked about a few times in here is the league that keeps shrinking where you cut players and they're not available for anyone to pick up. And uh, we got a win in that league this week as well. And uh, I got rid of Davis Mills. Davis Mills has now been shrunk, and he is not available for anyone to pick up, which is fine with me. Uh, I do have Derek Carr going on a buy this week, so I traded for Taylor Heineke. I don't know if that's going to work, but at some point when quarterbacks get shrunk and you only have so many options, and you have Baker Mayfield, who may or may not play because of his labrum issue, you 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 go get someone. So... I'm I'm just happy to have a, a full roster in that league this week. Uh, but speaking of some of the results from week seven, Derek, who, who are you kind of looking at as a stud dud and a surprise of this past week?
1: Yeah. So my stud this week is my first overall pick in one of my leagues, and that's Alvin Kamara. Um, he rushed for 20 rushes, 51 yards, and that's pedestrian for him. But he caught 10 passes for 128 yards and a touchdown. For me, he got me 33.9 uh, fantasy football points, um, just not enough to help me win that, which I lost by a just under a point. So uh, if he would have caught uh, number 11, because uh, he was targeted 11 times, I, I would have won, but um, no one is holding that against him. My dud. Uh Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I I know that uh, he has won me some uh won me some games earlier in the uh earlier in the season, but he went 20 for 35, 206 in an interception, um six carries for 35 yard and a fumble. Uh, for me, he had six point seven four points and did not help. I I really should have just switched him out if I would have known that he was going to play that way. My surprise is I picked up Big Bob Tunyon, Robert Tunyon from the Packers. Uh, I think actually on Sunday morning because he was not in uh, not on a roster. And he because I uh, I have Gronk as my tight end and of course Gronk being out, uh, I searched for the best friend of the quarterback. For me, that's Bob Tunyon. And so he had four receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown, which got me 16.3 points, which helped me to not get completely blown out. So that's my stud. That's my dud. And uh, I'd like to give a hug to Mr. Tunyon as my surprise. What about you, Caleb?
0: Uh, I do have to say it feels weird at this point in the season to say that if you have Patrick Mahomes, he might not be an every week start. Because if you drafted him where you did, you're thinking you're starting him every week. So, uh, disappointing uh, is probably the understatement. But I'm sure Chiefs fans are more disappointed or equally as disappointed as fantasy owners. Uh, So, my stud this past week is Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase was fantastic. Eight catches on 10 targets, 201 yards, a touchdown touchdown. And in this league that I had him in, we got a point for a first down, and then we got extra points for long passing plays, which when you go for eight catches for 201 yards, you have a lot of those. He got me a hearty 39.1 points, which uh, no one is saying no to that. Uh, Sticking at wide receiver, my dud for the week, uh, because I, I had a little bit of some scramble drill going on. Uh, I was pulling up to church, got a notification that Sterling Shepherd was out, and I went, well, uh, I need to get someone in here. And because it was uh, bye Week Mageddon this past week with all of the players that were on buys, I was like, I've got to add a free agent and play him. It was Brandon Ayuk. I think that was an Ayuki decision. <laughs> I really... Uh regretted picking him up and playing him as I believe he got me 1.4 fantasy points, uh, which is really, really, really stinking bad. Uh, last but not least, my surprise of the week goes all the way back to Thursday Night Football from Week 7, and that was Dearness Johnson. Uh, Dearness Johnson was phenomenal in the thursday game against the broncos he really put up numbers that i wasn't expecting him to um i'm pulling up the stat line right now but uh derek do you remember exactly what he did or i don't have it in front of me here i'm sorry all right you're fine i'm getting there i just have to to find it real fast also not helpful when your last name is Johnson and that's like half of the league so
1: so I will say that while he's looking that up that I did not expect this out of uh, Dearness Johnson he uh, really stepped up and if you've seen uh, some of the tweets that have gone around about uh, about him he um, put out to every uh, AAF. I don't remember what it. But the American.
0: Alliance Association, of American Football.
1: Thank you. He put it. He put out to like every team. Like, hey, I just want to come in. I just want to try out. Uh, give me a shot and and all that kind of stuff. He has worked his tail off to get where he's at, and uh, definitely showed up and showed out this last week. Did you get those those uh, numbers, Caleb?
0: Yeah. So 22 carries for 146. He had a rushing touchdown. He also had two catches for 22 yards, uh total of seven first downs. So in this league where I get points for first downs, he got 30.8 points, which even if you take those seven points away, 23.8 points from someone who you were probably picking up going, oh, they said Chubb was out. Uh, I got to play someone. <laughs> uh, you were happy with how Dearness Johnson turned out. That's for sure. Well, uh, let's go ahead and keep things moving here. Let's go to our matchup questions from the week. Uh, We have one from our esteemed co-host, like you said, who is on IR. That is Sean. He has a tight end question in a PPR league. He is choosing between Dalton Schultz and Dallas Goddard. I I know which way I'm leaning on this one, but I want to let you have first stab at it, Derek. I'm going Dalton
1: Schultz. Um, I, I, I don't trust anything that uh, comes anywhere close to, to Dallas Goddard. So for me, it is Dalton Schultz. Uh,
0: I guess I'm, I'm going to go ahead and disagree a little bit here, just in general because of the PPR usage. So uh-huh. I think that Goddard is going to get more targets and has a higher floor than Dalton Schultz. I think Schultz has really had about one good game this year and the rest of his games, he has been somewhat unplayable for fantasy football. If you're playing him, you're really hoping the Vikings give up a touchdown to it. Whereas I think Dallas Goddard against the lions is someone who is going to be featured. You know, I think the Lions are going to try to stop Devonta Smith and they're going to throw it to Dallas Goddard. And even if it's, what Philly has been doing lately, where they just throw it a whole lot in garbage time and make sure everyone looks like they have a good stat line. I think Dallas Goddard is able to be there for that as well. So make a
1: good point about that. Garbage time is definitely going to be uh, probably a, a factor in, in the PPR.
0: I mean, for Sean's sake, I hope that Philly doesn't have garbage time against the lions. That, mm. That's not a good situation. If that's the case, uh, it does mean your pick turned out really well. So uh, if you missed that, listen to our Thursday episode. Um, And the question I have on the podcast league also connects to those Eagles as it's Kenneth Gainwell or Antonio Gibson. It's a half PPR league. Antonio Gibson's been really more banged up than I think everyone realized over the last several weeks. He got outtouched by JD McKissick the last week. And I don't know if part of that is the fact that Washington keeps falling behind in games because they're bad. Um, And so they aren't really trying to use him as their running back as J.D. McKissick is more of the pass catching back in that system, especially because Gibson's hurt. Whereas Kenny Gainwell is expected to be the primary starter. Um, They said Miles Sanders might be out this week. He's injured. And Gainwell is already doing all of the work primarily in like the two-minute offense, which is why he's been getting a lot of points. And so now he might be able to get like five extra touches because Miles Sanders is not playing. <laughs> so uh, it's a question of, do you think Gainwell is going to be able to do this? Like, or do you think that playing Antonio Gibson in a matchup for the Washington football team, they are playing the Broncos. I don't think the Broncos are an easy team to run on, but they're definitely not an easy team to pass on either. So, uh, I feel like it's a a bit of a coin flip. I need I need your help here, Derek.
1: Yeah, so you can coin flip all you want. I uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Gainwell, um, and I, I I think you're going to get uh, more out of that than Antonio Gibson.
0: That's fair. I felt like it was at least close. So. Um... We'll be we'll be going to the to the well and hoping that we get some gains this week for Kendall. There you and go. Well. Uh, and let's go go to our uh, our fantasy sleepers. Uh, last but not least, and so we're doing this one player per position, uh, kind of randomly just doled it out this week. Uh, Derek, you're leading the way with quarterback. Who do you got there?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to blow everyone's mind and say uh, my sleeper for quarterback is Daniel Jones of the New York Football Giants. He's going up against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 29th in the league for passing yards. That's out of 32 teams. Uh, 28th for rushing yards and 30th for rushing touchdowns. I think that it's going to be a very long day for the, the Chiefs. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to put up Um, probably a touchdown through the air and a touchdown on the ground, uh, probably. And so I would say my sleeper is Daniel Jones of the New York Football Giants.
0: Nice. I mean, let's face it. The Chiefs are not good at passing defense. So anytime you can have that, it's always a positive thing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to a game that Should be a low scoring game, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert, the running back for the Chicago bears. If there's one thing that the bears know how to do better, it's to run the football. And even against Tampa's stifling defense in the run game, he had 18 carries for hundred yards and five catches for 33 yards. That's a fantastic day for a player that I don't think anyone really knew who he was before the season started. Uh, Everyone was talking about Damian Williams, and uh, you know Damian Williams was out with COVID a lot. And I think Khalil Herbert passed him on the depth chart. They're saying that even when Montgomery comes back, Khalil is going to be the first one off the bench. I almost wonder if it's going to be more of a tandem than a Montgomery does everything. So I think Khalil Herbert is here to stay. I think if you put up 100 yards on the Bucks defense, which we all know is good, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was able to run pretty wild over the 49ers defense. So I think that Herbert is in for another good day and it's probably going to be the bright spot for the Bears offensively in what is going to be a, a slog fest in Chicago.
1: I agree uh, with you on that one.
0: Uh, Derek, who do you have at uh, wide, wide out?
1: Yeah, so for me uh, a sleeper is Jameson Crowder um for the J-E-T-S, JETS Jets Jets. Um yes, there's there's a new quarterback that is going to be under center. Um but even with a uh, and maybe Mike White, maybe Joe Flacco, let's say Mike White, um there's still probably going to be a significant usage of Crowder uh, under uh, on underneath routes and he's still going to get some catches probably put up some yards I think the Jets are going to lose the game uh, significantly but uh, I still think that Jamison Crowder is going to be a good um, a good points getter this week for fantasy football
0: and uh, at tight end I'm going to go ahead and go stay in the same game but I'm going to go with CJ you Zama uh, got to be careful. Yeah, that's five that times right. fast. Well, cause uh, it's not the way you would spell it. Let's just say that. I know that he didn't get targeted the most in the game against the Ravens where he did catch three passes for 91 yards and two touchdowns. He has had a bit of a feast or famine potential as even in his matchup against the Jaguars on Thursday night earlier this year, he had five catches for 95 and two touchdowns. I don't think that he's the person that you game plan against. You're trying to figure out a way to slow down Joe Mixon. You're trying to find a way to slow down Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But I think that because of that, Yuzama is able to get these opportunities that he may not otherwise get. And when they're throwing it to him, He's getting it with some yards. You're not seeing them do a ton of like tight end screens or anything like that. I think Uzama, he may be a little bit of a boomer bust, but I also think he's going up against the Jets. Jets are not a notoriously good defense. I mean, Hunter Henry had a touchdown against them this past week. I think Uzama could do the same. I saw that he was rated like, I think, 19th in terms of tight ends. Is fairly ridiculous. Is, I think he's surprising. definitely a top 10 tight end this week. Uh, I would say look for him if he's available. If he's not, you know, sorry, but it, you probably want to be getting him into your lineup unless you have one of the, the big three studs at tight end. And uh, let me go ahead and continue rambling on here as, uh, you know, kicker is such a weird position week to week. And if you have him, you're going to be playing him, and if you don't, I think he might be worth the add this week, and that's young Way Koo, the kicker for the Atlanta Falcons. Part of why I went that way is the Panthers are really bad on offense. I don't trust them. They scored three, three points against the Giants hmm. last week, so I think the Falcons are going to get a lot of possessions. The interesting thing about that, though, is that the Panthers have an excellent defense. So if the Falcons are able to get down by the red zone or are able to get, you know, into that 30-yard line range where you're going to be able to set up a kick, your kicker's going to get some action that day. Yep. Uh, I mean, last week, Graham Gano went 3 for 3 and and had a 53-yarder in there. I mean, you want a team that is going to be effective enough to get the ball into scoring range, but also enough to kick field goals. And I feel like Youngway Koo is in that kind of sweet spot this week with that matchup. It'll be interesting to see if it happens, but uh I'm going Youngway all the way if if you couldn't get him this week.
1: Oh my goodness. Dad jokes. Yeah, so let me go ahead and finish off these sleeper uh, picks, and I want to talk about the defense. So I I had uh, Jamison Crowder uh, for the Jets as my wide receiver. I'm going to take the opposite side for the defense. I'm going to say the Bengals on the defense are going to score a bunch of points. I think they're going to pick off uh, Mike White um, or insert quarterback name here. Um, a couple of times, uh, probably stifle um, any kind of offensive production. I mean, I think there's still going to be some points out there for Jets receivers um, and Jets offensive players. But I think that the Bengals are going to uh, give you some good points uh, when it comes to their defense. I think they're going to to score uh, probably close to double digits if I can uh, if my projections are correct. Uh, So, Caleb, what do you think about the Bengals' defense, or do you have any thoughts on them?
0: The Bengals' defense has been really, really good so far this year. I've been especially impressed by uh, the free agent signing that they brought in in Trey Hendrickson. He's got six and a half sacks and a forced fumble this year. Anytime you're putting up numbers like that, it's where you want to be. I mean, that's roughly a sack a game. What what more can you ask for? So it'll be intriguing to see if he is able to kind of keep that streak and that momentum going, as clearly they want to be able to rattle the quarterback for the Jets, like you said, Mike White, most likely, but yes. insert quarterback here. Um, and he is leading the team in sacks, so I mean. I think that that's the most likely as far as any takeaways. I'm sure they would definitely welcome them as I don't think they've had as many as they would prefer this year. Good point. And uh, that that's all for this episode of Brody sports talk. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Be sure to catch up with us after the weekend, as we will be releasing the Brody junior episode on Monday morning Which will recap a lot of the week eight games. And uh, I know Zion always helps pick out the games and has a player of the game. So it's always a good listen. And then, of course, we'll be back strong this coming Wednesday with another edition of the power rankings based off of where all the teams ebb and flow because nothing is as consistent, I mean, inconsistent week to week as the NFL. You never know what's going to happen. It's always a what have you done for me lately league. And uh, I don't know, we'll, perhaps we'll have to see. Maybe we'll have some coaches getting fired at this point in the season. I feel <laughs> like Nagy's gotten on the hot seat. Uh, we He may not even be coaching this week, so maybe not him. But uh, I think that it'll be worth tuning in. If someone gets fired, we're going to talk about it first. We'll talk about that and then delve into the power rankings. Let's just say that much. So. You're you're always going to want to tune in. We we always try to bring the heat and give our spicy takes for each team. So to close this one, uh, like I said, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you don't have a podcast platform, you can find them in our link tree, linkt e slash Brody Talk. And on behalf of Derek, thank you for listening to another episode, and we are signing out. Bye. Bye, guys.